Welcome to Jim Palmer's famous no-hassle interview the experts coaching call. Every month, Jim brings you his valued client a nugget-rich interview with a leading expert and authority. On these calls, you'll learn some amazing tactics, strategies, and resources on how to market and grow a more profitable business faster. So sit back, have paper and pen handy, and most importantly, get ready to implement what you learn. And now, here's your host, the newsletter guru and dream business coach, Jim Palmer. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Welcome to another fantastic interview. I am super excited to talk to my guest, Amani Roberts, today. Let me introduce him and we'll bring him right on. Very talented gentleman here. Uh, Amani Roberts is a professional DJ, music producer, entrepreneur, and thought leader based in Los Angeles. A student of music since learning the saxophone at a very young age, Amani's musical knowledge spans numerous decades and crosses multiple genres. Initially, Amani put his musical career on pause to pursue a traditional path in corporate America. We all know how that goes when you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> and after moving to various cities and working his way up the corporate ladder in the hotel industry, Amani decided to pursue his dream of becoming a DJ. In June of 2013, Amani graduated from the internationally renowned Scratch Academy DJ School. This intense year-long program, which is the equivalent of, of DJ college, I guess, has, has elevated the skill set of Amani in a very, very uh, big way. This allowed him to create his, his premium DJ agency, the Amani Experience. He returned to Scratch Academy in 2015 and completed their music production program. In the past three years, Amani and his team have produced remixes for artists like Kalani, Little Big Town, uh, Nia and Camilla, gosh, I, I know I'm going to mess up those names. You'll correct me in a second. <laughs> Amani, oh, there you go. Amani and his team of DJs specialize not only in weddings, private parties, and experiential events, but also corporate meetings and team building seminars. You've got so much going on, Amani. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So you, you went out there and you started doing what everybody does. You're working for the man, <laughs> climbing the corporate ladder. And, and something in the back of your head was kept saying, say, hey, Imani, this isn't for you, man. You got you to gotta go become a DJ. And, and, and I don't know, how old were you when you finally scratched that itch? Um, so I think I was, I want to say about 32, 33 years old. So in DJ life, that's a little bit older to get started. But I had the idea and the concept of trying to be a DJ from back in 1995 when I was maybe 20, 21. And I saw DJ Bismarcky at this club when I was going to school at Howard University in DC. And I thought, I want to do what he's doing because he set the crowd off. It was amazing. But as you said, I pursued the traditional corporate path, went to work in hotels, moved around the country, five or six different cities. But something about living in California and Los Angeles, I just got the bug and said, you know what? Now is the time to go for it. So let's, let's see what can happen. Well, California, I guess, is the land of dreams and opportunities. <laughs> some people make it, some people crash and burn like my son did. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's an expensive place to, to make mistakes, I think. But, but anyway, um, so you started. Now, did you eventually, um, or not eventually, did you leave your job and go start the DJ? Or did you start doing it part-time and then eventually felt, well, I got to make the move full-time? Yes, I started part-time on the side and then started to grow that probably it took me about three or four years. And then once I got to a point where I wasn't as pleased with the corporate job as I wanted to be and I was 
just kind of thought, you know, enough is enough. Let's try to pursue this full time and, you know, manage the, manage my money and just let's go for it because, you know, we only live once. So let's, let's try it out. Yeah. It, are, do you have a family? Are you, are you married? I am not married. No kids. I just have a nice seven or eight year old dog that keeps me company. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so th- there was nobody at home when you made this announcement that said, are you crazy? Right. <laughs> you, right. Basically you, you had the freedom to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So when, so initially um, when you, when you, you started part-time and then you left the hotel industry, how long did it take you before you even got close to replicating, you know, whatever income you were making in, in, at your job in your business? It took me a good four and a half, almost five years to get back to where I was when I left. And the challenge with, as you know, with entrepreneurship is that your income levels, it's not like sustained. It can go up and down. It can fluctuate. And so one, you know, one year you could exceed, which I used to make. The next year it could be tougher if there's fewer corporate events, fewer weddings, or people aren't spending, or you lose a residency and things like that. So it's, it's different now, but I would say about four and a half to five years. What were some of the biggest challenges when you got started? Was it, I mean, just having the money to market yourself and get the exposure, get your brand out there or or something else? I think one of the biggest challenges was just being more disciplined with myself. When you work with at corporate America, you have a schedule, you go to training, you kind of have things set up for you. I didn't realize that once I started working out for myself, I still need to kind of go to training. I have to kind of invest in myself. I need to be very disciplined kind of work on a schedule and just make sure things get done the right time and then really balance your time because it's just you at the beginning. So just being disciplined with my times, continuing to invest in myself, those are probably the two biggest learnings I had. When did you start? um, So I know I I mentioned that you had a team. When did you start uh, bringing other people into the business? I would say after I went full-time, it was probably Two, two and a half years after that, I was able to kind of hire a team. Um, and most of the team kind of works part-time. We're not to the level yet where they can work full-time, full-time, but we're getting closer. And so I kind of work with other teams of DJs and we do multiple events on multiple days. And that was probably about two and a half years in. You know, I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess here, but it's quite an educated guess because I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, Amani, and one of the problems is as as you grow and, and your band grows and heck the name of your company is the Amani experience and they want to call and they'd love to get you to be the DJ, but you can only be in one place at one time. Right? So how do, how obviously you have, you have a team of DJs, but is that a challenge Do people want to have you versus somebody on your team? That's, that's definitely a challenge. So far I have not figured out how to clone myself, but if I do, I'll let you know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so what I've learned to do is for clients to get me specifically, you know, I'll charge a premium. And so if they really want to pay for me, I'll make it happen. But then the team of DJs that I have are just as talented as I am. So it's not like they're getting a step down from the level of service and the skill set. Um, it's just not me. But I charge a premium. And then for all the other DJs that work with me, they're just as talented, if not more talented as me. So I feel very comfortable when we work multiple events on one night that all the clients will be satisfied with the service, the music, everything. So you have a, um, you have a business with multiple streams of revenue. There's the DJ, um, you know, the events where you, you have yourself and your team hired out. Uh, I know you're producing. Are you actually producing music or are you working in the podcast industry or what do you mean by producing? So both actually. So produce music. Um, we create original music for commercials and videos. We do remixes for artists out there, like you mentioned, like Kehlani, Little Big Town, um, you know, Camila Cabello, all sorts of artists. We produce remixes. And then 
we'll have, now we're starting to have other artists that are more unknown approach us and want us to remix their work as well. And that's where you can kind of get into some exciting projects and do that. And then I also have my own podcast as well. So I create all the original music on that, produce that podcast as well. And so that's kind of the producing part. And then the exciting thing in terms of streams of revenue is we have a newer team building activity where say you have a team of people and you want to bring them in and learn more about them. Well, we create a customized DJ lesson for your team. It can be as small as three people, as big as, you know, 7,500. And we go through a one to three hour team building exercise. We call it Wheels of Steel. And it's just really fun because, you know, music sees no boundaries and people who might not have a lot in common, maybe where they're geographically from, you'll be surprised to see how commonalities can be found with music and so it's really exciting and fun and that's that's kind of the third or fourth stream of income we have very cool when did you get in um to the dj teaching space i'm you know other people might call it coaching but where you're teaching other djs how you've been able to grow a successful business how did that come about well jim as you mentioned when i went to scratch academy i was exposed to some really high level teaching teachers and just teaching strategies and so i went back two times once for dj school the second for production and then after i finished production i had some people kind of approach me and say you know i want to learn are you able to teach me in a more personal level instead of a classroom so i would say it was maybe it's been about three years now just starting to teach people and it could be people ages 10 to age 70. i have clients of all ages and so it was funny at one client who was maybe 65 years old one student and he was worried he said am i too old to learn i said no no you have an advantage you have 65 years worth of music that you've been exposed to and absorbed but that'll put you ahead of other people so i have you know students of all ages it's exciting it really fills me up i love teaching and so it helps me learn as well and it's just it's just exciting for me that's so cool you know i i often tell people so I've, i have multiple businesses but i basically work three days a week with my coaching business and i say you know i make a good paycheck but the what really lights me up is is helping other people you know take their business to the next level um it's nice when you finally when you get to a point because i mean everybody you know is, is week to week when we start right but it's it's nice when when money doesn't become the main driver you know what i mean and it sounds like that's where you are with your dj teaching business i agree completely as long as we have enough business on the books we can teach and just really you're not really stressed out going day to day you can really kind of think ahead and look at the big picture right so let's talk about your marketing how are you how many different ways are you marketing your business now like where where's a lot of the growth coming from are you on social media are you doing videos facebook lives like what are you doing so definitely on social media you know i share all my remixes podcasts um where all my events are. And for me, the biggest form of marketing has actually been networking. So I'm a part of several organizations around the country. And so I'll be able to meet with different people who plan events, who plan experiential events through networking events. I'm on the board of Meeting Planners International, the Southern California chapter. And so this has several, numerous, over, you know, 600 members, and many of them plan events and meetings. And so the biggest win for me in terms of marketing has been being active on the board, going to all the networking events, and just building relationships with people so that they learn to trust me. And then over time, they'll hire me for one event, it goes well, and then we go from there. And that's by far been the best form of marketing for me in my business. Very cool. Um, so what do you think, where do you think some other opportunities are? Um, 
like corporate retreats, like kind of non DJ related, or are you, do you get into like events, team building, things like that? Or, I mean, it sounds like you're probably pretty good at it, but is that, is that one of your niches? Yes. And that's probably the newest market that we're really trying to focus on because retreats are very popular and they happen all over the world all throughout the year. And, you know, when we go to retreats in the past, you used to kind of the same activities. You might, you know, go on a ropes course. You might kind of do the circle and share something new about yourself. But I love to see when people get exposed to like DJing and get over their fears because most people are either afraid of touching the turntable, scratching a record, or getting on the microphone and talking on the microphone. So once you can get people outside their comfort zone and use music as the facilitator, you see some amazing results and it's just exciting. And that's the newest niche we're really trying to push. And I see that can be probably the biggest opportunity for our company to grow right now. I tell you what, man, I, I've, I've got this thing. It's like, it's called my gut. And man, when you said that, I think that is huge because the cool thing about that Amani is that for people to hire you for team building little corporate retreat thing but yet the DJ they're not hiring you as a DJ but the DJ element you're right I mean that is really something that can draw people out you know sometimes these corporate retreats will have people do karaoke which scares the bejesus out of a lot of people but you get them up there doing it but if you can get people up there being a DJ and you know moving and shaking and talking into the microphone that's got to help them you know, at the, at the corporate level from a team building perspective. Definitely. Because, you know, they get behind there, they get over their fears, but also we have them create their DJ name. So that way they can do a little marketing, a little branding right there. And you can learn about people. Then they, they talk about what would be like for you, what would be your debut song? If you're going to make your debut and you're going to have your DJ name, you're going to be at a club in Vegas. What's going to be the first song that you put on that's really going to let the crowd know who you are. And so we talk about that, we decide that, and then we talk about what's your preferred genre, like if you love pop or country or hip hop, you know, what's your preferred genre, and then we just go from there, and then we have a section where it's um, called, Where Were You When? So we play music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, current, and you have to describe what memories come to mind when you hear this song, and you would be amazed at some of the stories that come up, and it's just, it's just, it's great, it's awesome. Wow. How can people be more creative in their in their daily lives and jobs? Because, I mean, I think people just are so robotic anymore. <laughs> They're just going through the paces. Yeah, I think for a couple ways people could be more creative. Just try to – I do a lot of reading, so I read a lot of books. So if you read and spend some time reading daily, that just kind of unlocks something in your brain, which just allows you to kind of daydream. I think journaling is also very, very um, effective especially when you wake up in the morning, because when you sleep, your brain is, is working so fast that once you wake up, you can write down ideas. And just in general, I've found, and I'm learning, because I'm still a work in progress, that, that just thinking big and not dismissing any idea, no matter how crazy or random it might seem, just you know, write it down, figure a way to try to work towards it. And if you think big, you can be more creative. And I think that's just the most effective three ways. Wow. Do you... Um... I'm wondering what kind of networking groups and, and different places you can get the work. Well, I don't want to, <laughs> I was thinking how I can help you grow your business. But let me, let me keep going on the interview. This, this, that's a problem for me when I interview people. Oh, you know what you ought to do? You ought to do this. Yeah. Um, we can so, have a coaching session. We can have yeah, a coaching session if we, you want. <laughs> we can do it right on the phone here. Because <laughs> man, I, uh, Amani, I think that's huge. So the name of your business is the Amani Experience. Um, which I think is a pretty cool name. Do people ask what that is or they just assume that's just like your company name because that's your name or? 
they initially they understand that I took my name and added the experience element to it. So they understand where the name came from. What people really ask is, what does that mean? You know, how, yeah. what, you know, what does that mean? And I just say, you know, our company, we allow you to experience music in a unique way that will leave a memorable impression on you. And that's kind of our tagline or one of the ways I describe it. What's going on with the DJ industry? I mean, it seems to me, uh, I've worked with magicians and chiropractors. I mean, I've worked with a lot of different industries and I always know that the vast majority of people in a given niche are either doing average or below average. That's just the way it works, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of people who have DJ equipment that just aren't good at marketing themselves, right? They actually might be good DJs. Is, is, do you help people with that? Is that part of the, the DJ teaching experience or are you teaching them more the, the fundamentals of putting on a good um, show or is it all the above? So definitely all of the above. I think in terms of the DJ industry, because of the advances in technology, the barrier to entry is very, very low. So anyone can buy a controller, you know, get a mixer and kind of download some songs and call themselves a DJ. What sets people apart is if they do the work in terms of learning how to properly beat match, learning how to dig for music and create unique sets, and then working on the microphone, your microphone skills. And then as you said, business. And so part of the classes that I teach, we have a, a really strong focus on business all the way from creating your website, your business cards, going out, looking for opportunities, how to price yourself, how to dig and, and search for different unique opportunities to DJ. So I cover that in my classes one-on-one -on -one and in group, group ways as well. And so when you find a DJ that can maintain a high set of standards for quality in terms of how they look, their presentation, how they work with clients, because many people struggle with working with clients, especially if they're difficult clients, and then just being consistent, showing up on time, some of the basics, but some of the basics need to be taught and need to be shared. And so if we can cover the basics and get into more effectively marketing your company, how to network, how to collaborate with other DJs, because if I'm honest, I get a lot of business from my DJ colleagues. So it's not really looking at them as competition, but more as collaboration partners as well. And I try to teach that in business class. I have a student, he's 16, he's a junior in school. And so we've got him from kind of ground zero to he's got his business card. Now he's getting booked for smaller groups. He's done, we're gonna work together on an event in October. So it's just all just kind of putting the steps in place and then activating them and continuing to build on top of it. What would you say to someone? Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, did you say you were 32 when you left your, your, your uh, full-time corporate job? Yeah. When I left my full-time corporate job, it was 2012. So I was, let me think here, 37, 38. And I started DJing when I was 32, 33. Yes. Oh, okay. That's why I remember 32. So what would you say to people, um, do they ever, do you ever encounter people like in, in your networking events and things like that where they're wondering, cause you, you definitely pursued a, as, as you would describe it, a non-traditional um, path as a way to support yourself and, and build a life and things like that. And I think people do struggle with that. Do you ever, do you ever engage in any good conversations like that? Yes. I think what I've discovered by talking to a lot of people is they're just really it's just fear. They're afraid of either they're too old, so they think they're too old to start, or they're afraid of failing, which is common. And they're just afraid of maybe losing money or just, you know, their security budget. Some people have family, some people don't have family. So I try to encourage them to, if you want to pursue this, maybe 
you know, you don't have your full-time job, but you have something going on the side that can supplement your income so that once you're building up your business and you're learning, you still can pay your bills. You, so you're not stressed out having to take any and every gig that you get presented with, but you're still growing your skill set. Also, in addition, if you have something going on the side, it could be related to music, it could not be, but that will give you some revenue to further invest in yourself because we still always need to continue with our education. You need to buy equipment, you need to buy software. So you need some sort of revenue that's coming in that's not solely DJ at first, just so you can kind of pace yourself. So that's what I advise people and just really try to encourage people to get over their fear and go for it because you'll see the benefits in the short term, but then you'll be building a long-term life for yourself as well. Why is it important for, you know, when you think of a corporate, like hotel industry, I mean, there, there are jobs in the hotel in the actual hotel that have to be done a certain way, but, but yet, you know, I know you, I know you espouse about the benefits of creativity. How do you, how do you balance the two when you're in like a corporate structure and, and allowing people to have some kind of creativity in their job? I think when you're in a corporate structure and you're trying to maybe grow your creativity or implement some creative ideas within that structure, you have to, have to pay attention to where there are different opportunities. It could be if you're working in a hotel and you're planning an event for some clients, that could be the perfect opportunity for you to really kind of let your creativity unleash itself. And then that, or it could be something small, like maybe the way you format your emails, you can kind of add a little creativity, a little picture here, some links, something funny to the email as well. So I always tell people if they're trying to unlock their creativity within a corporate environment, look for different opportunities within your job that give you a little bit of flexibility so you can show your personality, you can be creative, you can try to create something that maybe the entire office or company will want to adopt. And so you just have to really keep your eyes open and pay attention for the opportunities because they're there. And then once you see the opportunity, just go after it really quickly and try it out, see what happens. Mm. Um, if you don't mind me asking, if, and if, if you do, you don't have to answer, but how, how do you uh, price your gigs? Is it like by the hour or how your travel? I mean, there's probably a lot of things that go into a gig. Is, is everything custom or do you, uh, do you have a price grid or how does that work? For the most part, I have a price grid, grid for like weddings because they're pretty standard in terms of if you, if you need one sound system, if you need two sound systems for the ceremony, the reception. So I have a price grid for that. So that's priced pretty much, um, you know, on one sheet. And then for um, lessons, it's pretty much a set price that way. And then for the experiential events like the team building, it's really custom. It depends on how many people, how long, if there's travel involved, what equipment we need to provide. Sometimes you will have clients that will provide the AV. We just need to bring in the turntables or the controllers. Um, so it, it, that part is very, very custom. I am pretty flexible in terms of I like to work with people's budgets to, to a certain point. Um, so that's pretty much how we price it out. So there's a grid for something, a set rate for the lessons, and then the DJ team building is custom. Mm, very cool. So what's next for Amani Roberts? What, where do you, what do you see in, in the next one to three years? In the next one to three years, I really am focused on growing the team building activity so that we can get flown to conferences, do it internationally, do it domestically all across the world. That's the main focus. I want to continue to grow the podcast, interview interesting and fun people. And then myself and my remix partner, we're really focused on continuing to improve our remixes. And eventually, you know, we want to get in the conversation, you know, the Grammy conversation, get nominated for Grammy because there's a couple of categories for remixes. And so we want, you know, we want to begin to be recognized internationally for our remixes. And that's the goal. So we're still learning now. We're still kind of producing them now, but that's kind of 
one of our motivations in addition to providing and, and creating great remixes. Well, that's awesome. Well, Monty, my, my hat is off to you. I mean, there's far too, there's many, many people who are dreamers and there's not enough doers and you, you've definitely grabbed the bull by the horn and, and are making it happen. I, I think that's a very applause worthy. Um, so I'm sure people are going to want to connect with you and, and learn more about the Amani experience and, and just connect with you. How do they do that? Definitely. You can reach me on all social. It's at Amani Experience. My first name, A, M is in Mary, A, N is in Nancy, I, the word experience, all one word. That's also the website, AmaniExperience.com. So that's the best way to kind of reach me via Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or email. It's just Amani at AmaniExperience.com. And I love to talk to people and share ideas and see what people want to learn. That's awesome. Fantastic interview. I really enjoyed myself. Thanks so much for uh, coming on, Amani. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Jim. You're welcome. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Amani Roberts from the Amani Experience. Uh, if we're not connected yet, make sure we connect at uh, my free Facebook group, Build Your Dream Business Now. We're approaching 500 members, which is pretty cool. 500 small business owners all helping each other grow. I'm doing free training every Thursday, so uh, connect with me there. The short link to get there is dreambizgroup, dreambizgroup.com. That is it. Until next week, another great interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, and you take good care. You've been listening to Jim Palmer's famous No Hassle Interview the Experts coaching call. Every month, Jim brings you a new leading expert to share great information on how you can build a more profitable business faster. Jim is the creator of the Dream Business Academy, a unique three-day live event that will truly help you transform your business and take it to the next level. For information on the next Dream Business Academy, go to www.dreambizacademy.com. That's www.dreambizacademy.com. If you'd like to learn how Jim Palmer can personally help you grow your business faster, check out his Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program at www.dreambizcoaching.com. That's www.dreambizcoaching.com. See you next month for another Interview the Experts coaching call.